This is episode 509 for May 2018, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is from a group called Irukakra Planet Nine. <laughs> I bet I messed that name up. But uh, they were performing the uh, Spider-Man theme song, and they were at a jazz festival in 2018. If you'd like to f- see the full video, I'll put it up on our message board with this podcast episode number watch the video. Before we get on to our spider history, I want to give a special thanks to the people that support this podcast and our website each and every month through Patreon. So let's give a shout out to Christopher, Nick, Stuart, Stephen, John, David, Michael, Andrew, Laura, Brian, Craig, Federico, Ricky, Thomas, Michael, and Spider-Gwen. If you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy our daily content on our front page, uh, support things you like and help us ensure that we put more content out. And also, you can help us pay those expensive website hosting costs, which add up each and every month. So, uh, log into our front page at SpidermanCrawlSpace.com. Look on the right-hand side for the Patreon button. You can click on that and fill out the info. Also, the Patreon information is at the bottom of every news article that you click on off the front page. All right, let's get JR ready to talk spider history. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our May spider history with JR. Welcome, JR. Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome, George. <laughs> Welcome, YouTubers, watching us live, all 18 of you. We're going back to May, for May of 1988, and the 25th uh, anniversary issue of Spider-Man came out. I went to the uh, the comic shop and bought two of them. Look at that. One with a barcode, one with a spider head in the, in the UPC box. This was I was excited about this issue because I paid... A hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, a dollar fifty twice for this. I paid three dollars for these two books back in nineteen eighty-eight. Jr. Wow, three dollars for issue three hundred. Three, no, three, three dollars for two copies of issue three hundred. Yeah, I mean, that isn't that's kind of like a you, you could, probably ought to, you could play the lottery now. I couldn't get one issue of Spider-Man today for three dollars. <laughs> yeah, but this is the first appearance, of, or it's the first. Venom versus Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's a good thing because I wasn't buying Amazing regularly at this time. Um, and uh, But I picked this up because it was issue 300. And I guess, yeah. you know, regardless of the content, it's a good thing I did because I, for years, I don't think I'd been able to pick up an issue 300 for 
any kind of a reasonable price. No, it's and I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going for on the market now nowadays, but uh, I know that it was prohibitively expensive earlier. So. I sold when I sold my collection what a uh, couple of years ago, Brad. Yeah, or a few years ago. Um, I sold one. I think it was for like uh, somewhere between one hundred seventy-five, two hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You're saying you I should sell my second copy? <laughs> no, I'm just, you know. Boy, the the pages don't hold up. with uh, The colors don't pop as much. Gee, I wonder why. It's almost like the book is 30 years old or something. Man. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. Are you? Anyway, so anyway, issue number 300. Uh, boy, and I was really expecting something terrific. I mean, you know, issue 200 had been Spider-Man fighting the burglar, you know, his oldest, his, 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 his original sin, you know, and it had been a long slog to 300. I mean, we had some, we had some high moments, you know, we had the Stern era, uh, the creation of the original Hobgoblin, and then we had some low moments, um, you know, like with the Denny O'Neill era, for example. Uh, and uh, we also then had, but we had Mary Jane and Peter getting married. So, you know, there'd been a lot that happened in this hundred, the, the, in, in this span of a hundred issues. And, uh, you know, in, in issue 300, uh, there was this, uh, or the prior issue, I think 299 was we, we just saw this fist, you know, about how Spider-Man, you know, and, and being covered with black goo, you know, and how Spider-Man had shrouded them or whatever. And now, you know, he was coming back, you know, for vengeance. And it was one of those things where it was apparent that it was referencing somebody who probably who was dead and had come back to life. And of course, my first thought was maybe it was Craven the Hunter, not that I particularly care for Craven the Hunter, but you know it would it would have made the the dialogue would have made sense. What if you put and, Craven the Hunter with a symbiote suit on it? Well, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It might make, it, maybe it that might would have brought make, him back from the dead. It might make the it, it, it would it would it would make that it would make more sense than that uh, voodoo scene that happened uh, in uh, during the brand new day era. Mm-hmm. You know where Maddie Franklin was sacrificed or whatever to uh, to bring. Uh, uh, see, did she bring Craven to life, or did she bring turn Vladimir into a, uh, a lion? I forget. I forget. But anyway, so issue three hundred. I, I thought something really big was going to happen, really important. It well, did. It did. Uh, one of my, favorite, one of my yeah. favorite issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I, and I know, I know that some, I know that one of your columnists has written a, a Venom Vindicated six parter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I. I I've tried to read part of it, but I, you know, I can't <laughs> because I just, cause you hate venom. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I can't, I, I just, there's just no way to justify this, this, this atrocious. Um, I mean, the character, I understand the character a little bit, but there's just no, no justifying the atrocious way Marvel handled it. Uh, but anyway, so, Issue number 300 actually picks up where issue 299 left off because issue 299, we saw Venom in his full form, which at that time, like I said, he was a big linebacker with sharp teeth. And he did. He did look pretty frightening. So he scares Mary Jane half to death. Uh, and Mary Jane has got, you know, she just, uh, I can't live here anymore, Peter. I mean, it just, this, this, you know, besides the fact that it's in Chelsea and it has, and Chelsea hasn't been gentrified yet. So it's not a very nice place to live. It will be, but you know, that's, that's later, uh, in New York history. Uh, so, but then, and then Mary Jane then decides to put on a slinky nightgown. And, uh, now this is McFarlane art, uh, page nine, you know, th- this is, this is, I think, th- I think this is, uh, 
George once referred, I, 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 I don't know if you were speaking about this specifically, George, but you referred to some artist uh, and writers treating Mary Jane like she was a sex toy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Michelini uh, routinely had her, uh, had her either like dropping her top or fan, walking around the apartment in a lingerie, I, yeah. whatever artist at the time was the same way. Now, I mean, I like I like what McFar- I, I like what McFarland did to Mary Jane as far as updating her hair. I, I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm personally, I am partial to big hair. You know, uh, I, I just am, and uh, I know it's and Stella once uh, criticized uh, criticized me for it because apparently big hair is hard to take care of for a woman. But I just like I like Mary Jane's big hair. I miss but the eighties. Remember when ever like everyone had big hair back in the eighties? Yeah, but I didn't like. But see, I didn't like Larson's big hair on Mary Jane because it didn't look like hair. It looked like I don't know what it looked like, but it uh, it, it didn't it didn't look like hair. Uh, so, but anyway, so it was Mary Jane, you know, parades around in a, in a, in a teddy there and, uh, says, you know, I'm doing this, Peter, because I want to convince you to move, uh, to this fancy apartment or condo Bedford towers, uh, because, uh, you know, now I'm rich and I have money and everything. And by wearing this, uh, outfit, uh, I'm going to give you the idea that I'll give you more sex if you, if we move here. Uh, and Peter says, hey, well, sure. What not? That's an offer I can't refuse. Um, so let's see here. Oh, well, so he knows that the, you know, he, he recognizes though. He doesn't know that it's quote unquote venom yet, but he knows it's the black suit. So he goes back to the fantastic four and he, he goes, if any borrows the sonic gun. Now this is funny because Reed let him, lets him take the sonic gun without any supervision here, but later the torch has to come along. So it's like, well, I don't know. Did Spider-Man like lose this sonic gun or something or break it or whatever? Uh, because Reed doesn't seem to care this time that, you know, Spider-Man has borrowed the sonic gun. Uh, anyway, so anyway, this figure that we don't recognize is tailing Peter Parker. Uh, and then we go to Bedford Towers where they're moving in and Mary Jane uh, dresses in another slinky costume. And this is where she takes her top off, George. Uh, because Peter's getting depressed and she says, well, you know what, whenever, whenever Peter gets depressed, all you gotta do is pop out the girls and that'll make him okay again. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so then they go to, they go to dinner, uh, with May and, uh, and her, and that grumpy old bastard, Nathan Lebensky, uh, you know, and Nathan, <laughs> acts, and, and Nathan, so we acts, talked about last month. Yeah. And Nathan, Nathan acts all kinds of surly and stuff like that. And of course, Aunt May is, is, is being stupid and doddering, thinking that, uh, she's not going to be needed anymore. Um, you know, because, uh, Peter's got Mary Jane now and May says, I mean, Mary Jane, tells her just how stupid that is of course mary jane doesn't quite say that she says something really nice and sweet and things like that but basically it's saying may that is something incredibly stupid don't even think that anyway so now we go to a church let's talk about okay now here is eddie brock boys and girls here is here is your lethal protector okay here is your 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 someone who wouldn't protector of the innocent Okay, so he's in there. He's hit, he's in there in the church, and it seems like he's really talking to himself, you know. But I guess it's, it's he's you know uh, he's monologuing to the hero. Yeah, he's monologuing. But anyway, so this secure this this cop walks in, and it's obviously a kid. It's a young one, you know. And so you know, he points a gun. And he says, you know, you're here. You know, and uh, Vin and Brock says, well, I, I got no choice but to take care of you. So uh, he decides to cruelly suffocate the kid. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I'm a couple of panels ahead of you. I was talking about him explaining his origin of Spider-Man. I'm sorry. You're oh, talking about killing the kid in the church. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in a church. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
you know, a, a cop cop comes in and, uh, you know, Brock uh, shoots, you know, covers him with the venom symbiote and suffocates him, you yeah. know, and he just says innocent death is always unpleasant, but nothing must stand. So anyway, there it is, folks. There is mm-hmm. there. Here is the character that you're trying to redeem. All right. A murder, uh, a murderous psychopath. Anyway, next couple of pages, Peter moving into the uh, Bedford Towers with Mary Jane. Uh, one, one amusing, one, one amusing um, uh, thing here is that uh, Peter's asking, well, who are all these people? And Mary Jane says, well, I ran out of your friends, Peter, so I had to call in some of mine. Uh, that kind of is like, uh, you know, kind of like when, when my wife and I were planning our wedding and she originally wanted to have, you know, a certain number of bridesmaids. And uh, I said, uh, no, there is absolutely no way we can do that because I don't have that many friends. And Aww. we'd have to go rent some mannequins to stand in. So, um, and, and then, and then, and then there's, a, and and then there's another scene where a, a guy with a punk hairdo is, is marveling about how weird Harry Osborne's hair is. But, but so. this possibly is the last time we see Candy, Randy, and Bambi. No, 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 Do no. Do they no. come back? Yeah, they came. Yeah. When did they come back? Well, um, we, we have a, another. Uh, we Actually, this month we're going to talk about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of them, one of them came back even later than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forget. I I, I forget exactly when. And but, um, I think it was the one that was related to Miss Muggins. So, oh. is that a Conway creation, Candy, Randy, and Bambi, or is that Stern? I believe uh, that's Stern. Either Stern or DeFalco. Yeah, it's probably. I think. I think George is probably right. It's probably. I think it's Stern. I was it's probably. Like, it's, I was like those three girls. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, they were always sunbathing on the roof, and Spider Man couldn't. Uh, Peter couldn't like Sneak get out of the skylight. Yeah, I was like that. But uh, yeah, because I think during the Falco's run, uh, the one with the kid, uh, uh, kind of you know, you know, Peter said, "I don't have a girlfriend." Hornet second chances. Slot brought back one of them. Can't remember which one. When did that happen? I uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, don't remember. I guess see. I kind of do remember that, but I don't remember the story. Jar's life is the basis for the movie. I love you, man. I haven't seen that, but I'm familiar. You know, when I think I love you, man, I think of the beer, the Budweiser beer commercials. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hey, we're talking about copies of Venom. Number 300 is close to $300 on Midtown Comics. Mm. Hey, I've been to Midtown Comics. I'd like to go there. Uh, They've got two locations there. They've got a big one in the Times Square area, and they've got one down in the financial district. Neil says it was Bambi. During I Killed Tomorrow, it was just on the front page of a slot issue. I don't remember that. Man, I tell you, I've been so busy here. I have been not been reading all of this great stuff from the from the 16 people who are watching us now. Yeah. You know, Uh, so uh, anyway, so during this party that they're having at the Bedford Towers move in party, Peter sees Venom swinging away. All right. Follows him. And this then is, this then is leads up to the first confrontation and Venom gets the drop on Spider-Man. Spider-Man says, who the heck are you? I don't know who you are. And then Venom, I guess, decloaks and Spider-Man goes, Eddie Brock. And we're all sitting there thinking, yeah, who, who the hell is this? Well, who let's inter- the hell is this? Yeah. So. And, you know, he gives, you know, and then he starts ranting and raving about his origin. And then he brings up the sin eater thing, you know, 
brings up this whole stupid ass thing about how I wrote a bogus story. Yeah, here we go. Uh, you know, he was a solid reporter. Okay. Now, and Emil Gregg came in and uh, pretended to be the Sin Eater. Oh, I was trying to think if he quoted the first. Oh, protecting Mr. Gregg's identity through my rights under the First Amendment. And I'm trying to think if the First Amendment. I, I don't know. I'm not a First that's, Amendment. That's freedom of speech. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, and I, I, I know that that's what's used to the government to keep the government from uh, reporters often cited, uh, so uh, reporters don't have to give up their sources. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. You get into a sticky situation here where you're protecting somebody who basically he was admitted to serial murder. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but you know Brock's delusional. So you know basically uh, Brock says, you know, I tell a story which was bullshit, uh, and. Uh, you know, he blames Spider-Man for catching the Sin Eater, but really what happened was Peter Parker, but then he finds out that Spider-Man's Peter Parker anyway, I guess. So Peter, but Peter Parker actually threw an old roll off a print, a typewriter and zonked the Sin Eater with it. But anyway, so this, this is the beginning of Brock's uh, delusional story about why he hates Spider-Man and hates Peter Parker. So, you know, then we get into, you know, big fight, you know, uh, Brock webs, you know, webs Spider-Man in this big bell uh, and set, the bell is going to, you know, eventually you know uh, smash spider smush spider-man into unconsciousness but spider-man gets away and he realizes that brock had to use up a whole lot of webbing because remember the webbing is organic brock mm-hmm. had to use a whole lot of webbing him so spider-man ha- only has to realize that uh you know he's he just has to make venom keep using more and more webbing that he'll eventually r- you know run dry essentially and you know then venom um crashes you know he finally has had enough crashes uh brock and the symbiote are still they don't quite completely disconnect there's they're still there together but unconscious so spider-man takes brock to the fantastic four and the thing doesn't look like the thing now why does the thing not look like the thing i i don't it's because it, it was um oh what was it it was medusa and johnny and ben and the sheet thing and they got hit with uh, uh, what? What's the rays that changed the Fantastic Four? Cosmic rays. They got hit by cosmic rays again, and it altered the thing again. This is during Engelhart's FF. So anyway, the thing doesn't look like the thing. But oh, he, real, real quick, that that thing was stronger than the previous thing, and he fought Joe Fixit back in Peter David's run. But Joe Fixit outsmarted the stronger thing. The str- stronger thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little FF and Hulk history and Spider history. <laughs> yeah. It, see, see, you get you get your money's worth when you come. Yeah, here. there you go. <laughs> you get your money's worth. But anyway, so so Venom is defeated. Venom is defeated. Um, well, at least until issue not what number three hundred seventeen, where he kills somebody else yeah. to get out of prison. Uh, but remember, you know, he is the defender of the innocents. Uh, but and. The- the, don't forget the big milestone, the last page. What happens? Well, I'm not issue? done yet. Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you no, were. No, no. You no, jumped no. to 316. I thought you were done. I was just making an allusion okay. to Venom's next appearance, you know, because this is a share. This is a big continuity. And, you know, we're always doing foreshadowing and things like that. But anyway, after Spider-Man goes back, drops off the, Fanta- the, the Venom at the Fantastic Four with the thing who's not the thing, uh, he goes back. 
and Mary Jane can't stand to look at him because he's wearing the black costume right now. And Mary Jane says, I will always associate the black costume with that, with, with that monstrosity. And, uh, you know, Peter says, but Mary Jane, this is a really cool looking costume and it inspired all kinds of additional licensing. Uh, because really I was only supposed to have it for about a year or something after I came back from that dreaded secret, 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 secret thing I couldn't talk about for a while. Uh, you know, because we wanted you to, to read, you know, issues over the next 12 months, um, of that particular series that Jim Shooter, uh, only wrote because he had a toy deal with Mattel, uh, rather than any notion of artistic uh, integrity. Uh, but you know, Mary Jane, you know, and really this is a cooler than my old red and blues, but then Mary Jane says, well, no, you've actually had the red and blues longer. The, the licensing and the merchandising, uh, and the intellectual property is stronger with the red and blue costumes. So that's what you have to wear. So Peter said, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I'll just throw this thing in the, the, the black suit into the fire. I'll wear my, uh, I'll wear my old suit again. And the legend begins anew. There's a, there it is. Yeah. There's that page, you know, with the, and with the, the big eyed Spidey and the spaghetti webbing and the, yeah. The uh, the uh, completely distorted anatomy uh, brought to you by Todd McFarland, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, now you have now what you can do is when 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 Brad puts this up, you can watch George's Friday Night Fights <laughs> issue number three hundred, and then you can watch Spider History issue three hundred, and you can uh, you can get the panorama. By the way, the recent issue of uh, Renew Your Vows, where Mary Jane had no problems getting a symbiote on her, what th- this I was like, that is so not the Mary Jane character because she hates the symbiote, as evidenced in this issue. That's why I I had a problem with that Renew Your Vows thing, and and I think that possibly may be why Mr. Conway left that book. Uh, why? Oh, well, wait on it. Mr. McNulty is thanking me for what? In the uh, YouTube chat. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I, anyway, we. Uh, I'll get back to that, you know, because I got I got to have something to do when George is doing Fight Club. Uh, so <laughs> let's um, see. May also came out. You want to do spec? Well, I don't know. Do we do 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 we want to still reminisce about Venom or whatever? I mean, this is a uh, you know sure. historic issue. Does anybody anybody out there want to reminisce about Venom or you want to go on? George, I know over the years you've hated the character, but in, when you saw this in '88, did you like this issue? Three hundred. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on um, when we covered this already on mm-hmm. Friday Night Fights. Um. A few months back, uh, yeah, this one, the, issue 300 was good. Everything after that was complete and total garbage. If he would have just stayed the way, the way he was in 300, yeah. that would have been one thing. But no, I mean, it, it, he wasn't he wasn't at that level for long before it turned into brains, brains, and it was just all, you know, stupid yeah. garbage. Yeah. Which, is how, which yeah. is how it's been ever since. So, Jr., you bought this issue after not buying it for a long time. Did you stick around and get three hundred one, or you just said no. I'm done? I said I'm done. Yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm coming up on one of those phases again. I'm afraid. Uh, after um, I had like like I've said before on various Spider histories, uh, I've I've I had a a lot of stopping and starting with Spider Man. Um, I, uh, I I I started collecting regularly with issue one thirty four. Uh, and, uh, even though I'd, I'd had some older issues and unfortunately, they, like I said, they include issue 100, which didn't survive a move. Um, but I started with 134 and I collected religiously until the Denny O'Neill era. And I just could not put up with it anymore. I just couldn't. Uh, so I quit. 
then I came back with uh, when Stern started. Actually, I was still reading Spectacular. That's right. I hadn't completely, uh, unlike in Broke, you know, like kind of like Brokeback Mountain. I couldn't quit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was reading Spectacular while Stern was doing Spectacular, and then jumped back on Amazing when Stern jumped to Amazing. But then after the Hobgoblin thing, you know, Defalco kept stretching that out over. You know, I got I got sick of that, uh, and then quit for a while. Got the marriage issues. Quit for a while. Then got three hundred. Quit for a while. Uh, it just, it just, uh, it, it's, you know, long and sordid history. So that's funny. All right. Uh, let's go to Weber spec. What I, do you like? I agree. McNulty venom should have been Lance Bannon instead of Eddie Brock. I have always said that. I've always said that. So anyway, spec or web spec spec one eighty eight came out, uh, May, 1992. This is the continuation. Oh, it's a fi- final of funeral arrangements. Oh, I, I take that back. I'm sorry, Jay. No, no, no. We did funeral arrangements. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong tab. We did tab. that last month. Wrong tab. Last month, and I haven't changed my final It's almost shirt. like I'm phoning it in. No. Professional, <laughs> professional podcast excellence. One this second. Is, this is the level of quality I think people Back, do expect from us. Spec 138. I'm sorry. I had two spider history tabs open. Uh, Jerry Conway, Sal Buscema, May 1988. Spec 138. Captain America is punching Spider-Man the face with tarantula kicking spider-man the face the caption is the tarantula is back and he's got captain america on his side but it's not the real captain america boys and girls oh you spoiler ah <laughs> what, what, what is it is, is that the um is it the uh, the guy with the whiskey named after him what the, the captain america isn't it the guy with the whiskey named after him john walker or something like that johnny walker <laughs> johnny oh. walker <laughs> i never thought of that uh, the anyway, U.S. Anyway. the U.S. agent Jenny Walker. That's anyway, this story starts actually. This is the second part of a two-part tale. Uh, starts the previous issue, number one thirty-seven. And um, okay, this is this is another episode of that long-running series, which we called Jerry Conway, Social Justice Warrior. <laughs> um, we 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 basically we start the story where there's a janitor. You know, overnight janitor working at the Bugle, Um, you know, and so Conway gives us his background in the narrative boxes that he escaped the death squads of his home country to start a new life in New York. Uh, But, you know, the tarantula, and this is a new tarantula, uh, the tarantula says that he's a, you know, he spoke out, you know, back down in South America, he spoke out against the regime. Uh, I'm trying to think if this is uh, any way tied to the uh, the 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 Argentinian purges, I think of uh, wasn't that during Pinochet's reign in Chile? Oh no no no, Ch- the Chile and Argentina are two different countries. So by the way, this is ironic because this issue, Jr. and several after it were just added to Marvel Unlimited this past week. I remember seeing these added this week. They they it's almost like Marvel Unlimited said, "Hey, Jr. is going to cover these. We better put them up." Well, then he should have done that with uh, the uh, Carnage Amazing issues, too, because I was looking for that and couldn't find it. So. Oh, all the, all the Amazings are up. No, they're not. I don't think they are. Yeah, they Marvel are. I've read them all through. Anyway, spec, <laughs> spec webbins adjective lists aren't all up, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway. So, so Tarantula kills this guy, and um, but... I mean, this was what was happening. This is what was happening for real in the seventies and eighties. Um, uh, is that uh, these South, you know, petty South American dictators? And I'm thinking specifically Chile. Uh, you know, people who had talked against the regime, 
uh, and had escaped to the um, uh, would escape to the United States or other countries or whatever, the government would 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 hunt him down and kill him. Uh, and of course, I, I I don't you know, God, you know, I I don't know. Apparently. We didn't do anything about it, uh, but I guess that's another long story. Uh, so, Spiring runs into this tarantula, all right, after he hears this, you know, he's doing his patrols, and he hears that scream from the Daily Bugle, and he sees tarantula. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute, tarantula's dead. You know, during the Stern era, he turned into some Roxxon, the evil Roxxon uh, mm-hmm. corporation, turned him into some kind of monster, uh, and he turned into a big, giant spider mo- tarantula monster, uh, and he fell off a building after uh, a whole bunch of guys, uh, the, the SWAT team, you know, pumped a bunch of lead into him. Um, but... Uh, the tarantula gets away, and then Spider-Man says, "Well, that guy's—he's—he's—he's uh, uh, he's, he's too professional. Uh, he's not an amateur, so he must be uh, another one of them South American military guys working for a dictatorship or whatever." Um, so, anyway, we're, we go to the bugle and see this is the, the the tombstone subplots going on, and Robbie is just walking around in a daze because Tombstone is back, and uh, it's going to take us a while to get to the whole Tombstone story. And and I, like I said, you know, I I, I could see. When we first saw Tombstone, and he was just this ruthless enforcer, he was kind of a cool character, really, to be honest. Uh, but uh, he's he's kind of been marginalized over the years. But but I never got this whole weird him and Robbie twist that never made it. And frankly, it was just damn creepy. Uh, anyway, so Mary Jane's doing a um, bikini photo shoot at this time because she's a model, of course. Because remember, she's a model who gets ta- her picture taken in skimpy clothes, but she gets offended because you know movie producers want her to, want her to show her goods. But anyway, that's another another matter entirely. She's got a girl. A girl a ma- her makeup girl is Elvira. All right, no relation. Ooh, no relation. No relation to that uh, dreadful country song, nor any relation to Cassandra Peterson. My uh, heart. Come on, George. On fire, Elva. What is this with the singing? What is this with the singing, George? George, what's going on with? The, is it just he? He doesn't have any toys to 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 put in front of us or whatever. Well, you so say Elvira singing? for me. It's. Impossible. I'm I'm starting to wonder if like uh, like Wendy like grabbed the kid and just left him because <laughs> I said no, like no 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 like like weeks ago and he's <laughs> been pretending and going slowly crazy since then. Well, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, I have to contradict that because I actually saw Ava yesterday. Yeah, uh, she, she, she was she was she was lurking in the background. Yep, she, and, she made a Stanley cameo in the podcast, and Brad quickly slammed the door in her face. Oh, and said, and, now, and said, now. you know what? this is now this now is, this is Daddy's time. Hold a sec, I will not edit out me singing the the uh, Oak Ridge Boys. Thank you very much. Go ahead. You should. <laughs> you should. You really should. It was horrible, dude. This is live. So anyway, her anyway, so her makeup girl's an illegal alien as well, and uh, she's worried about her husband uh, because uh, let's see here, she's worried about immigration taking him away because she's lived in the states under amnesty, but her lawyer says and I had to transcribe some of this. Her lawyer says she hasn't lived in the U.S. long enough and could be deported under uh, new legislation. Uh, Mary Jane says her husband. Works for oh yeah, and Mary Jane says oh conveniently my husband works for a newspaper even though he's only a photographer. Uh, and Elvira, if you're ever in trouble, uh, just call Mary Jane because Mary Jane is, is is taken in by her story. Um, anyway, down the, the uh, <laughs> there there anyway, there's a secret government official now walking around. His name is Gulliver South. 
there's got to be a story behind that name that has to be some kind of reference to something. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, there's a Gulliver's Travels reference in there or that maybe there's a Gulliver North somewhere and this is his brother. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, well, the, wait, uh, maybe there it is. Oliver North sounds like Gulliver. Oh, Gulliver. Oh, gee. Oliver, Gulliver Gary. South, Oliver North. You just you just worked it yeah. out. Gary Conway making a Reagan era. <laughs> you just got arms it. for hostages. Did you oh. just? Did you really? Did you not know that? I do just, now. I did do we now. just work it out? We just worked it out that's right here so on Spider History. I hear I read this and thought that is just one stupid ass name. It must yeah, mean oh, something. Gallagher oh, Oliver. Once again, Jerry Conway puts on the ham. The ham glove and hits us with the ham fist. Hornacek, uh, Brad just blew JR's mind. <laughs> I just I just was surprised that Brad was actually able to remember a piece of 80s history because he, you know, like I said, he forgets people's names, he forgets how to pronounce words, he forgets other things. Right. But yet he re- he remembers he remembers right. the- hurry up, RJ. Come on. <laughs> RJ, so what? What you're dyslexic? You're dyslexic. You're dyslexic <laughs> I guess so. Now you're dyslexic now. So anyway, anyway, so Tarantula and his evil goons, his evil government goons uh, from an unidentified South American country, are hanging out under this garbage barge, and Gulliver South is there, and um, he says that um, you know Tarantula is saying, well, you know. Uh, 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 you know, I've got your government's permission to do all this, right? You know, I mean, I'm doing this on the, you know, because the Gulliver comes in and says, well, we appreciate what you're doing for democracy, <laughs> democracy, my ass. Um, and, um, you know, and so there are people in the government that support you and Trenchell says, yeah, up to the white house. Right. And, uh, the Gulliver South says, I wouldn't go that far. Well, we do have the, your government's permission, right? And South goes, I still wouldn't go that far, but go ahead and kill as many of these, uh, South America, these refugees as you can. Um, and so he decides he's going to, so he gives a tarantula file on Elvira and her family. You know, this is a next group of, of refugees that uh, the tarantula is going to take out. So, um, uh, blah, 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 fight, blah, fight, blah, blah, blah. fight. <laughs> well, no, not quite a fight, but, uh, uh, yeah, more, more weirdness with Robbie and Tombstone. Uh, okay, here we go. Peter meets up with Ben Yurick and, a, and, a, and an immigration lawyer, apparently. Uh, they're in Spanish Harlem. Uh, they want to do a piece on, on refugees. Um, so we get, you know, the, 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 the lawyer talks about why a lot of these people don't, don't seek citizenship is because that they're afraid they're going to get deported. Uh, and, um, you know, Peter sits in here and, you know, Peter does one of his reflecting things. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. How are... What uh, I again? This is this is pure Conway. I've got to I've got to dig this out here. Jeez, uh, jeez. Issue number one thirty-seven. <sighs> yeah, because there's these punks. You know, there's these Spanish punks that try to attack Peter Parker because he, you know, they think he's up to no good. You know, because he's a white guy. Um, oh, where is that? Uh, 
oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, these 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 uh, punks are going to beat Peter up, you know, because he's hanging out in their neighborhood. And but he jumps away. He says, "It doesn't make sense. This is America, right? Home of the free, land of the brave. How did we get to a place where people coming here for help could find themselves living in fear? Look at them." Lovers and families, parents and kids, all they want is a new life. Is that so much to ask? Now, I don't disagree with any of this, but why do I feel, why when I read this, do I feel like I've just been fiercely clubbed upside the head? Anyway, so the tarantula attacks Elvira's family. She calls Mary Jane. Uh, Mary Jane tells, you know, Peter, Spider-Man goes out there. you know, and so he and Tarantula get into a fight, uh, and uh, the 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 family goes to a church and tries to hang out at, at get sanctuary in the church, uh, but uh, you know, immigration comes. Agent Dunphy of the INS has come to the church to take Elvira away, and you kind of wonder is he related to Phil on uh, you know from Modern Family? Uh, but anyway, besides, so you mean Doc Sampson in the Marvel Universe? Isn't isn't Phil? Didn't he play Doc Samson in the Incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton? I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't it, watch it. I didn't watch that movie. It was a dreadful movie. How how can you tell it was dreadful? You didn't even see it. Well, I saw the last part of it on. Uh, it was oh. it was on FX, I think, yesterday or whatever. Sure. We saw the. I don't the watch part the Family, but is that the guy married to the blonde? Yes. Okay, then yeah, that's I mean, Doc Samson. Okay, yeah. that's Doc Samson. Yeah, yeah. that's Doc. Dale Dunphy. Yeah, yeah. look like Doc Samson, but anyway, well, uh, he, he didn't get the gamma rays in him yet. He didn't yeah. turn his hair green. I see, I see, I see. But anyway, no, I jumped in on the part where uh, where uh, Tim Roth uh, goes to Tim Blake Nelson and says, "Turn me into a really hideous reptilian-looking right. creature." And then the stuff drips on him, and he becomes the leader, or alludes to being the leader. Who? Phil Dunphy? No, a different guy. Tim Blake Brad, Nelson. Brad. You you you've moved on and you're talking about other things. Brad keeps I'm coming sorry. back to this thing that he's already I'm, talked about. I'm sorry. Never the two. You have to realize, Brad. Brad. We catches, started talking Hulk. Brad catches up a little bit later. Just keep going forward, and he'll get there eventually. <laughs> God, well, anyway, so so immigration comes uh, and takes him away, and Spider-Man's, <laughs> you know, just, and Spider-Man says this isn't fair, and the INS guy goes says, "Write your congressman." There. <laughs> Anyway, so Tarantula is not happy because, you know, he, uh, you know, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to kill these people to send a message. So he's not happy. So he says, well, you know, um, Agent South, you know, says, you know what? I, I agree with you. And the Committee for Superpowers has sent you special help because Spider-Man got involved. So we got to send you somebody super. And down the stairs comes Captain America. Uh, all right. Okay, first of all, we have a, a dream sequence where Tarantula thinks he killed Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Captain America is down in the garbage scale asking, uh, you know, Tarantula, why, why is your secret base in the garbage scale? And Tarantula says to constantly remind him of the garbage he came to the States to exterminate. Um, so Tarantula, anyway, gives his version of his fight with Spider-Man uh, and says that Elvira is a known terrorist. Uh, of course, you know, Johnny Walker here, I mean, you know, Johnny Walker's no dummy, right? You know, he says, that doesn't quite seem right, but you know, my government right or wrong right now. So Peter, um, I forgot that this was Johnny Walker cap. So Peter and MJ, you know, are at the immigration office, uh, trying to see if they can help Elvira. Uh, and, um, 
course, you know, the, uh, the, the immigration lawyer says, well, since she can't prove she was continuously living in the country since 1981, she'll likely have to be deported. Uh, and then Peter thinks something else entirely sanctimonious. Uh, issue number nine, it's number 137. Where is issue number 138? Uh, hang on here, hang on here, hang on here. 138. I always gotta, gotta get these uh, quotes right here. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Anyway, so, the, you know, I mean, you know, Peter's worried about these people. Um, and, uh, he says, uh, the, the lawyer told Ben Yurick and myself how some illegals are too frightened to apply for amnesty, afraid they'll be, you know, separated from their families. And she said there were shyster lawyers that prey on them, making promises they can't keep for a hefty fee. Um, but the reality didn't help home until your friend phoned in. And as Spider-Man, I could save her from La Tarantula and his goon squad, but all my power couldn't rescue her from the wheels of justice. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, but only if they've been here since 1981. Who, who, who thinks this stuff? Who, who is this, you know, <laughs> thinks these, even if you agree, who is able to string these, this kind of sanctimoniousness together? Anyway, very, very heavy handed, huh? Well, I think so. Yeah. Uh, again, like I said, I don't disagree. Uh, but uh, it's, it's one of those things where you, you hear, you just don't feel like you're hearing the, the character do you, do you speak f- with the character's voice. Do you feel this, the Conway of the 90s is a little bit, or 80s, late 80s, a little bit different than the late 70s Conway? Well, no, the late 70s Conway was pretty squirrely too. Yeah. You know, because if you remember uh, the uh, Marvel team up issue, uh, where, uh, the, the, uh, the looter was and he, and, uh, you know, he, he, he persisted perceiving that Norton Fester is not a criminal, that he's just a sick man. And, uh, he makes a comment about, uh, you know, locking people away in prison because we don't want to deal with the problem, you know? And it's like, no, I mean, prison is for people who are the problem, but anyway, that's beside the point. You know, so I, no, I, it's funny while we're talking this and I'm, and I'm sitting here listening to all this and I'm thinking, you know, as woke as Conway was, and, and as woke as Slot is, like twenty four seven. If 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 my Spider Man writer must be woke, by God, please give me Conway. <laughs> please give me Jerry Conway. <laughs> I I like I, I've always liked Conway stuff. I've always but, liked Conway. I yeah. mean, he is the JR. I mean, he is heavy handed with the politics sometimes, but uh, not half as bad as Slot is. Yeah. Well, you know, this and 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 um ultimately there there's more of this stuff that goes on. There's the but um Spider-Man feel is is lured into a trap. You know, uh, someone's faking Elvira's voice calling for help and they go and uh, so Spider-Man goes. He knows it's a trap. So anyway, so he and Tarantula are fighting and Johnny Walker Captain America is just standing there watching. Just, you know, blah, 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 you know. And so how would the original Captain America have dealt with this situation? Because, you know, to be honest, Tarantula seems like a pretty skeevy guy, you know? I mean, and um, so I'm just watching him try to kill Spider-Man. And uh, then finally, let's see here. He loses a boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarantula, uh, 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 let's see. Cap begins having second thoughts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Spidey gets his, oh, Spider-Man gets his foot caught in the railway track. That's right. There you go. Loses the boot. 
Yeah, and Tarantula's going to mow him down on a, you know, he says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to mow you down on this 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 uh, cart or whatever that you usually see in cartoons. Uh, and uh, I'm going to run over you, and I'm going to cripple you for life. Uh, and But then, but then Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> slips out of his boot, uh, slams Tarantula, who falls on the railway track and breaks his knee. Tarantula then hollers for Captain America, who just stands there, and then he leaves. Yeah. So thanks a lot, <laughs> Johnny Walker. Thanks, You've been Johnny a Walker. lot. Of, Johnny Walker. So, so not only do you help the guy that your your government wanted you to, or your rogue government agents wanted you to help, but you don't help the other guy either. You just stand there, <laughs> you know. So, so then you know he goes he goes back to uh, Agent South on the garbage scow, and. Um, yeah, and uh, Agent South says, you know, I, wait, but Spider-Man just turned over Tarantula to the INS as an illegal, and where were you? And Cap says, I learned out that you're a rogue agent with no legal authority. And then, uh, you know, so South gets, you know, berates him for being, a, you know, and Cap knocks him out and leaves him unconscious on the garbage heap. All right. Finally, Peter and MJ are watching Avira board a plane along with her family, you know, uh, and uh, because of publicity, Peter says that they're going to be safe from reprisals and they'll probably eventually receive political refugee status. Tarantula is escorted out uh, to a plane to be deported as well. Peter says sometimes you have to relish the small victories. And Mary Jane says it's the small defeats that break her heart. But that's not it. That's not all because <laughs> so, we no. have a little panel yeah. that repeats the mantra. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest toast, toast to me. I light my lamp beside the golden door. The new Colossus inscription for the Statue of Liberty, New York Harbor. And that concludes another episode of Jerry Conway, Social Justice Warrior. <laughs> like I said, I don't disagree with any of it. But just, again, heavy, just the heavy handedness of it. It's, you just, it's just one of those things that you just, like I said, you feel you've been smacked upside the head. Uh, and it's in, and you, you just get the feeling that even, you know, your, the characters are not speaking as they normally would, that they're speaking somebody they're they're speaking in somebody else's voices and not their own. That's, right. that's my biggest problem with this. Pop culture has always reflected political events. Uh, it's always been used to comment on things. Uh, but I, I just, I prefer though, that if you're going to have the characters speak, that they speak with their own voices, uh, and, and not you and not yours, the writers, you know, you know, and, and, and JR, since you bring that up and this, I've been thinking about this while you've been talking. Um, and again, Conway, don't, don't misunderstand me. Conway is one of my favorite Spider-Man writers of all time. I, I, I've always liked his Spider-Man, even when he's heavy handed with politics. Um, Stan brought up political things, but he did them in a much more measured way. There was Stan. Stan was able to find a little bit more of a common ground, and it didn't. It wasn't really as preachy. Well, he did have Peter once commenting on Vietnam being a war that nobody wanted, which is a little bit. Uh, but but that was unusual. Sam, I don't. Stan, I don't think was usually quite that direct. He wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, the only thing what he was doing a lot of the times. Uh, I guess he was probably a lot harder on it behind the scenes, like when he wouldn't let uh, Ditko uh, have Spider Man call the uh, you know like say dirty hippies at protesters. Uh, that one time. Yeah. Well, you know, and two Ditko was kind of going off the rails with all this Ayn Rand stuff. Um, 
you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Peter, uh, again, I, uh, I grew up in the seventies. I was a seventies kid. I don't know that I, I, I don't know that Peter would have called a lot of people his own age at that time. Dirty hippies. Uh, no, he wouldn't what, have. It was a it was a good call, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, I'm like, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 and I, you know, I think you know, you know, Ditko was uh, like I said, Ditko was going off the rails. I mean, it, it's it's funny too because I just watched the um, I, I just uh, uh, actually I, f- I saw the Watchmen movie for the first time recently. Oh, oh yeah, I'd, ne- I'd never seen That's the like Watchmen. Ten years old at this point. Yeah, I'd never seen the Watchmen movie. Uh, did you like all able- the? Did you like all the Blue Dong? Whoa. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to have to ask my wife about that. Uh, I, I wasn't noticing it. I, I was, uh, I was, I, I was, I was more distracted by Malin Ackerman, but, uh, you know, that's kind of, um, but, um, uh, right. the, but anyway, Rorschach, um, I mean, it, I, I was thinking that Rorschach, which was based on the question, which was, uh, I think was the question was a Ditko character, right? Yeah, I don't know, but uh, for the old child line, but but yeah. I just I just thought watching the movie in Rorschach, I was just like, this is Steve Ditko in a costume. Mm. This is exactly the kind of hero slash person that Steve Ditko would be, you know, who who sees things only in black and white, who sees things only one way, uh, you know, and 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 can't compromise to save his soul. So who, we have, who makes allowances for nothing? We have one more issue for May, mm-hmm. and it's a fun one. Yes. I, I didn't realize that it came out the same month as 300 yes. and our, our own dark Mark has covered this issue in cobwebs 23, where it's called drunk Spidey. And I remember laughing pretty hard at this one. This one's a really fun one. Well, how old were you at this time, Brad? 88, That's... uh, 13. Okay. Well, that probably explains it. Um, uh... <laughs> I was a teenage Brad getting this. I got this one in the mail uh, in one of those brown wrap paper bags that they used to mail uh, Marvel comics in and Playboys. Mm-hmm. I had a Marvel subscription yeah. at the time. I, I remember that. I uh, remember the, the little, the, the way they came. And uh, cause I had a, that was my Christmas present one year. Uh, it was uh, my mother bought me a su- subscription to amazing Spider-Man because you know, back in, you know, believe it or not, kids, there weren't comic specialty shops in a lot of places back in those days. No, you, you, had, you had to hope to go down to the 7-Eleven and find Amazing Spider-Man on that rack, and you would go a couple months without getting it. There, there was one place, though, called the Book Broker in Evansville, Indiana, that uh, I always remember fondly. And it's still open, by the way. Oh, um, have you been there recently? Oh yeah, yeah. I went to I went to visit my mother uh, over That's the cool. Christ, over Christmas, and uh, so I hit the uh, uh, the book broker, and I hit uh, Comic Quest in Evansville, Indiana. Which, strangely enough, for Evansville, Indiana, is one of the largest and uh, uh, comic shops and gaming and uh, memorabilia and things of that nature. So we, it's we, uh, we should we should uh, install Facebook on your smartphone and have you go live on the crawl space as you go comic shopping. I think well, that know, would be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's funny because I mean I do. I've been to comic shops all over the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, because uh, I have to travel uh, a bit on my job. And uh, like I said, I've been to the the midtown, both midtown locations. That'd be cool. Uh, I, I've I've been to the um, the uh, the um, 
what's the one in in Colorado? Gosh, damn Mile it. High uh, Comics. Mile High. I have been to the Mile High Warehouse. In fact, that's where I bought a, one of my Green Goblin chess pieces. My first uh, uh, my first subscription program that I used back in middle school was uh, was through Mile High. It was called Nice. I had it for a little bit too. New issue comic subscription. And oh, they sent you like that yellow invoice. Yeah. Yeah. No, what what did nice stand for? New issue C comics E experience the, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Spider Man's drunk. Fabian yeah, Fabian this, and Alex Savick. This is this is an okay issue. This is a fun issue. It's it's just it a one parter. And even the and even though it stars the lame hobgoblin, the Mappiel version. Um, okay. Number one, this is another thing we've already covered on uh, on Friday Night Fights. It's like Jr. Just uh, kind of. Already, it's like falling in ground. We've already, we've already tread and ground. We've broken already. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, George, you bring up a good point because I think you're right. I think in a way, I have kind of followed your footsteps because <laughs> I figured, I figured that you know, you, you, you know, you failed to dig beneath the surface of these stories. You only yeah. give people a super superficial overview, and so I feel I have to come in after you and give people the rest of the story. Jr. Jr.'s cleanup for George. <laughs> yes, let's. We can. That's a word. We can call it that. Sure. <laughs> Spider-Man uh, cleanup with Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you folks, would you believe that George and I have known each other for eighteen years? <laughs> wow, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I've known you all for what twelve? Actually, you know, 13? Neil. It's funny, Neil, who is in chat right now, our own Neil uh, Boganrider, one of the reviewers on the site, and uh, somebody who plays in my online D and D game, uh, our very own Neil, Jr. You, he is eighteen. You and I have known one another for as long as there has been a Neil. Oh wow! Oh, heavens! Oh, so in other words, it was Neil's fragile sensibilities you were trying to protect last night, Brad. <laughs> No, because I said I said the I, word P P U S S Y. Actually, I was just trying to be gainfully employed. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I say a dirty word or something, you lose your job. Is that I, it? I, I, I wouldn't want to risk it. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that those those were the stakes. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is, okay, this is why all the this is why I've changed to saying things like effing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, you know, I, I, I did not realize that was what we were trying to avoid. So I will, uh, I, I, well, I will try. I'm already to, unemployed now, Jerry. No, I'm just hang on, hang on. I, 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 I will turn over a, a new leaf then. So, uh, oh no, oh no, oh god, oh lord, oh lord. Let's take a look at this. I'm full screen in Jr. Oh, well, it's a visual improvement. <laughs> Whenever, whenever I wear this, then I'll know I'll know that I need to uh, to, to talk in uh, uh, without profanity or anything of that nature. Well, the, but we can't hear your audio or anything. Audio, uh, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, you need some prune juice? Are you all right? You gonna be able to get this out or whatever? I, I just have to plug my jack back in. Oh, oh, oh wow. all righty. Crawl space after dark. Hit hit the medical alert bracelet. Okay. <laughs> so, are, we ready, are we ready to go? I can't hear you. We you're, can't hear you at all. Jack's not like no microphone. It sounds like you're far away. Keep talking. You can't hear me at all. We can hear you now. Now it's low. Now okay, hang on a second. Well, there, that's you, better. Yeah, there, you're, you're fine now. You're fine now. 
Okay. My, uh, Mike wants to know how your back is, by the way. Oh, what, my back? Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, I'm I'm in decent shape, guys. I could do the Joan. The I can I can do the Jennifer Lopez. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, look at look at this hunk of hunk of man here. I mean, oh. I can handle those exercises. Oh my God. Well, oh, yeah. You know, okay. Spider Man's drunk, and so is Jr. Let's get to the book. We're going to wrap this episode up. <laughs> All right. We start out with Web forty eight, right? Uh, no, Web thirty eight. Thirty eight. Sorry. Uh, Web 38. Um, we start out with the Hobgoblin, which is the lame Mackendale version, uh, attacking the uh, the Kingpin's office because uh, he and he meets the the Kingpin's lackey, the Arranger. You know, and this was a character that, f- for whatever reason, I uh, was was in uh, the the Kingpin at the Kingpin's side for for a number of issues, a number of years, I guess. I don't know if he was he was he only appear in Spider-Man or was he also a character to appear in Daredevil as well? Um, I don't know, but um, oh, no. this, this the Ranger character says, well, you know, what, you know, uh, he wants to know why the Kingpin's not been hiring him, you know, and the Ranger says, well, basically because you're a lame supervillain, you know, you're like, you know, you, 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 you uh, uh, arranged for uh, someone, you stole somebody's name, you stole somebody's weapon, you arranged to have him killed, you know, and you expect us to re- respect you. No way. Uh, but, um, but you know what? But you know what? If you go and kill somebody like Spider-Man, the arranger says, you know, the Kingpin might change his opinion. Um, but, you know, that's kind of funny because I think the Kingpin, maybe I don't think the Kingpin would want, want would want the arranger ordering a hit. That's right. I think the Kingpin may have said something about that once before or told the arranger he didn't want him arranging a hit on Spider-Man because that's something he wanted to do. Either he wanted to do personally or because Spider-Man was serving his objectives. But anyway... <clears throat> Tombstone. I think, I, I think the times when, when Kingpin said, no, because uh, him being out there right now, suiting my needs means I can't do jack to this guy. So <laughs> I'm just going to sort of play like I want him alive right now. Well, you know, like I've always said, uh, particularly after that uh, uh, thumping that he got uh, during uh, Black, uh, and Black. Black and Black, frankly, the Kingpin should shiver in his little pink booties whenever Spider-Man. I mean, the only reason he is alive. The only reason he is alive well, is because Spider-Man chose not to kill him that very moment. Well, does well, the Kingpin even remember? Because Aunt May didn't die. Yeah. Well, also, I also think back to when, like, uh, the Kingpin messed with Daredevil and, and Spider-Man went after him in his own office. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all they did was, like, web him down, you know, like, web his britches down to the chair. But, I mean, even then, you know, it was like Kingpin didn't get the message. And he says, okay, well, I'll just try to have your aunt killed. Oh, okay. Is that is that how we that's how we're going to, that, that's what kind of neighbors we're going to be now. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, the ranger says, you know, well, if you kill Spider-Man, you know, maybe the Kingspin will change his mind. And, uh, tombstone comes in, you know, and throws Mackendale off the building. So that's, that's how lame a villain Mackendale is. But here, here's the, here's the, um, the, the, the real fun part of the story is this is the going away party. Remember earlier we mm-hmm. had Peter and Mary Jane moving in, to Bedford Towers and having a party celebrating the moving in. This issue is the party in the old Chelsea apartment of them moving out, yeah. you know, which by the way, you know, that's why the a Billy Joel song plays in the uh, background. There is a, during this entire time. Yep. Uh, and we have, uh, we have Mandy candy and, and, uh, Bambi. We we have Candy, Randy, Bambi. We have Mrs. Muggins. We have a mysterious old man who's hiding from Mrs. Muggins, who will learn his identity later in the in the you know. And he's this this dirty old man is flirting with all the girls. 
J. Jonah Jameson is even there. And, uh-huh. uh, and, and Jonah has a pretty decent line, says, you know, Peter is more of an employee. More than an employee, I think of him as a son. And then Marla Madison says, well, why don't you pay him more? And Jonah says, because relatives work cheap, uh, you know, which is typical Jonah. And also Spuds McKenzie makes, <laughs> uh, appears at this party as well. And as uh, I don't know, some of you on the YouTube channel remember Spuds McKenzie uh, because you're young, particularly Neil, apparently. Who Neil does not. My, my God. I mean, Neil, I mean, I'm trying to think uh, wh- wh- you weren't even I don't even want to think about it. You know, I even to your pre embryonic time even. So uh, anyway, so Spuds is was a dog, was a um, pit bull terrier, I think. Bud Light. Uh, yeah, Bud Light. Okay, and uh, he was a party animal. He showed up at a party. He, he showed up in all these commercials. He was always going to the parties, and all the girls just loved him. So, so Spuds McKenzie, um, he was a super party animal. That's right. That's right. Well, anyway, so Peter is. Uh, well, not only is this weird old man trying to flirt with all the girls and hide from Mrs. Muggins, but for some reason, Peter has all of Mary Jane's friends hitting on him. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, it's like, you know, with friends like these, Mary Jane, um, but so, but you know, Peter is, uh, Peter's not, you know, one, one, one thing, about, and the, the thing I always liked about the Peter, Peter and Mary Jane dynamic is that ultimately Peter is just not very comfortable in large groups of people. He's, he's never had a lot of friends. You know, he's never really felt like he belonged anywhere. He's always felt like an outsider. Whereas Mary Jane, you know, grew up cultivating relationships because that's how she, you know, that's how she got away from home was, you know, she went and, and cultivated all these relationships and these social situations. So, so she navigates this ex expertly, whereas Peter is just lost. It's like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? And, and that was always what I liked about, uh, uh, one thing I always liked about this, this, this relationship, uh, you know, like, and like George always is fond of saying, you know, how about, about how Marvel, um, you know, force the marriage and force the relationship on him. You're like, no, no. Oh, we're no, going to get, we're going to get into that in uh, Friday night fights yeah. as well. I mean, this, I mean, it, it, you know, it, the whole thing happened suddenly between the announcement of the wedding. I mean, yeah, that, you know, you kind of wonder why they didn't have a, you know, that they should have had a little more build up time or whatever, instead of just, will you marry me? And then gets married next month. But uh, I mean, these people had been friends a long time, you know, and uh, they, they knew each other and it was just kind of finally each of them coming to their mutual senses that this is the person for me. Um, yeah. You know, this is the best friend I'm ever going to have. So anyway, but Peter, but Peter's anyway, the reason I mentioned that is because Peter's sucking away a lot of punch because it's like, oh God, you know, I got to get out of, you know, boom, boom, you know, cause he's having running all these awkward social situations. Well, then the, um, oh yeah, it's more music. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, Pete, blah, blah, story happens. Blah, blah. Fight, fight, fight. fight yeah, fight, yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of why Peter goes, uh, he gets a message for, okay. Harry calls him cause they're, they're stuck in traffic. Um, they're out. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're stuck outside the Lincoln tunnel because the hobgoblin is causing problems on the, the New York side of the river on the side, or on the side of the Lincoln tunnel. So Spider-Man, so Peter changes to Spider-Man, but he finds his timing is a little bit off. And uh, he starts slurring his words when he meets the hobgoblin, you know, just toying with your hobby. Uh, day couldn't hurt. Uh, and he's missing him with his wedding webbing. And the hobgoblin says, are you drunk? Uh, 
and, <laughs> and Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man's starting to get his clock cleaned because he's pretty careless, you know, he, and uh, Spider-Man uh, lands on a, uh, a car and, uh, you know, ho- the Hobgoblin is saying, I can't believe this. I've wanted to cra- kick your butt all this time. And here you are. You're just a drunk. And uh, Spider-Man says, says you. And uh, mommy, did Spider-Man just burp? (laughs) It's like he probably did more than that, too, kid. But anyway, so eventually, you know, uh, even though he's 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 uh, and and I really, to be honest, never really understood why Spider-Man got drunk so quickly, because I would think that somebody who's super powered, who's um, he has absolutely no tolerance to it. That's the thing. He he's not a drinker, so he's still he's still a teetotaler. Okay. Think of, how, think of how quickly, even though Brad is superhuman, think of how quickly Brad would get drunk. <laughs> yeah, because I don't drink. In that same situation. He doesn't drink. He has, his body is not used to it at all. Me, hey, you know, I, I I could probably knock back like ten Jack and Cokes before I start slurring. <laughs> well, you know not, that, that, not, that kind of. I just thought that maybe Peter's, you know, the the the, the regenerative properties would overcome the uh, the effects of the alcohol. Yes. Well, it, that's true for Wolverine. Wolverine. He probably didn't stay drunk long, and I actually in the issue I don't think he does. No, he does. Um, he gets right back yeah, to the party because, because his metabolism is is advanced, but it's still it's not going to stop it from hitting him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, I mean, other villains have used knockout drugs on him before too. Mm. He he, pro- he doesn't stay as unconscious for, or he doesn't stay unconscious as long as probably other people who aren't Spider-Man or who aren't, you know, who don't have superpowers and don't have accelerated systems or whatever or enhanced uh, capabilities. But uh, I just it, he still it still affects him. OK. All right. Eh, makes sense. Uh, you know, because I always uh, I always uh, envisioned, uh, you know, like Norman, for example, you know, I, I figured Norman could probably put all kinds of stuff away and and and, and it never affected well, him. Well, Norman is drunk with a symbiote right now. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so, and that's why we did Carnage last month. Anyway, so anyway, during this fight with the Hobgoblin, the Hobgoblin's cybernetic control, the, the controls over his that he's got in his head or whatever, and his his hood controls over the glider short out, and he goes flying away. Spider Man runs back to the uh, runs back to the party. Uh, furious who spiked the punch. And it turned out that the little old man did this, this little pervy old man. And it turns out that this is actually Mr. Muggins. Yeah. Barney, Barney who has been referred to since amazing Spider-Man 139. I believe, I believe she mentioned yeah. that was Mrs. Muggins debut. And I believe she mentioned Barney, but she's referred to Barney all these years. And we have never seen him. this time. We see Barney. Um, and is this the last time i think we ever see the muggins again i this is i believe this is the last time 1988 yeah and uh we uh, uh mrs muggins is pretty upset about for a lot of reasons including the fact that you know there's a drinking dog there because she says why is that dog here why is it why has it got a beer in its paw uh of course that's old spuds but uh, yeah. so mrs muggins comes in and finds barty barney barty Barney raises all kinds of hell and tells Peter that, you know what, you know, I won't miss you, you know, and uh, good riddance to you. So Peter kisses her on the lips and says, you know what, but I'm definitely going to miss you and returns to the party and everybody keeps boogieing. So, and that is a web of Spider-Man number 30. I like that issue a lot. Did you like it? It was, it was, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was the, the, the super, the superhero slash supervillain fight was secondary and it was a good Peter Parker issue. Hornacek. I don't think slot ever brought back Mrs. Muggins. I don't think anybody's brought back Mrs. Muggins. 
I, I don't think so either. I um, think in Mrs. Muggins died at some point and they referenced it. No, I don't. I could be wrong, but it seemed like I, I, I don't know why I think that. Well, the thing is, Mrs. Muggins would, would probably not have the property in New York anymore, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, uh, would have rezoned it or whatever. Well, and the uh, Muggins were with Peter from the mid seventies, if not earlier yeah. to oh, the yeah, issue, one, issue 139. Yeah. yeah it was like, uh, and I love that apartment he was in. I, I wish he would just go back and visit that apartment. Well, I, I am incorrect. Mrs. Muggins no, was not yeah. dead. Ostensibly, uh, she is still uh, there in the uh, in, in yeah. Chelsea in New York. Yeah, and her niece yeah. was Candy. That's that's the one that was the niece. Oh, oh. Hornacek says, "Did Miss Muggins appear in that two-page spread when Spidey was in heaven?" I don't remember that. No, she's she's still alive, according to Marvel Wiki. Uh, she's still yeah. alive. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, so. I, but, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't think I don't think that apartment uh, building in Chelsea is uh, quite the same anymore. I don't know. I'll have to find out. I have to find out. I got a trip to oh, New York coming. You're going to go to where Peter's actual apartment was. I can. I uh, yeah. I mean, if I've got the address now, four ten Chelsea Street or whatever. Wouldn't but, that be uh, hysterical if there's a skylight? <laughs> Yeah, there's a well, you know, the the thing is, I um, I, I went looking for uh, Dr. Strange's inner sanctorium uh, in Greenwich Village and I was on the wrong side of town to find it. But uh, I, I because I looked up the address, but uh, the reason uh, but when I looked up the address, the reason his strangest sanctorium or whatever, how you pronounce it, is that that address was because that was the address of an apartment that uh, Roy Thomas and uh, somebody else lived in. That's funny. So that he, was the. Neil that was, says that he'll bring Miss Muggins back in his friendly neighborhood book that's on the front page. That's fun. <laughs> Thank I'm you, Neil. I'm looking at it from satellite right now on 410 Chelsea Street. Uh, yeah. Actually, looks like it has a couple of uh, of skylights or at least solar solar window. You know those, well, those well, windows. That just let the, when you go there, that'd be fun. But it looks like it's a it's a residential street. It's not a. It's on Staten Island. McNulty says uh, oh, ASN 601 no, is the second time Peter got drunk and had a drunken hookup with Michelle Gonzalez and later was retconned to sparkling apple cider. Let me look for Chelsea Avenue. I was about to say, uh, he's, he's, he's on, man. I don't think Peter's on Staten Island or I don't think Peter lived in well, Staten Island. Chelsea. They the Avenue to look up. Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they weren't uh, Marvel. I don't know that where they were too particularly careful with the, cause I was thinking stat. I don't think he could have afforded to live in Staten Island. I think he lived in the Chelsea area because in the seventies, Chelsea was a dump. Okay. Uh, now I'm looking at 410 Chelsea Avenue and uh, well, that's West Babylon. That's not uh, anyway. Anyway, Jr. Was this a good month? May of nineteen eighty-eight. We had the first appearance of Venom. Yeah, you had the first appearance of Venom. So, uh, depending upon your perspective of Venom, uh, that could uh, it could be a very good month. Uh, certainly, was a historic month. Um, and uh, you know, it had this oddly this amusing little uh, uh, web of Spider-Man issue, and it had another uh, sanctimonious uh, story from uh, Jerry Conway. We know so, that for a, for a one shot, Web thirty eight gets talked about a lot. I've heard several Spider fans talk about that one shot, where other one shots have not had the the nearly well the thirty year well, history. Well, because they were garbage. I mean, yeah, Web was, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Web of Spider Man. Who 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 wrote this one again? It was uh, Fabian Nicieza. Oh. The, uh, the 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 teenage heartthrob singer, the, um, the Deadpool co-creator. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no, I mean Web of Spider-Man's history. Web of Spider-Man was like almost a, a title. It was almost entirely all fill-in issues. <laughs> it seemed. I well, mean, the, the thing is about Web, it it, it started really strong, mm-hmm. 
uh, and it had a couple good one shots, like the Nightmare Peter David Hulk one, mm-hmm. issue seven, I think. Yeah, Peter and David, like he did a little tour duty. Michelini did a little tour duty. The Jer- Jerry Conway did. Yeah, but for a long time, I mean, it was just like almost like it was like fill in hell. I mean, it was like every issue was a a one shot written by somebody who didn't normally write Spider Man. You know, and uh, it also was like part one of a story during the nineties because yeah. Web came out first. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, monumental Spider-Man month 30 years ago, 1988. Wow, that seems and, hor- crazy. 30 years ago. And we and, and we brought it to you in living Technicolor. There uh, you go. 